In this week's episode of the One More Rep podcast, I go on a road trip with Bro to Columbus, and on the way back, we decide to answer some Instagram questions about Dave Castro. We talk about 19.1 and some of the chatter that we saw around the internet, the firing of Margot Alvarez from CrossFit HQ Level 1 seminar staff, and what changes we would make to the current state of CrossFit. What is up, OMR fam? This is Mo coming to you from my home studio. In episode 61, Bro and I make a road trip, and on the way back, we decided to record some content and talk about some current events going on in the world of CrossFit. Uh, we want to say a huge shout out to all of you. Thank you for liking, subscribing, and sharing all of our content. A lot of traffic this past week, and especially on Instagram, so we truly do appreciate the fact that you guys want to stay involved and believe in what we're doing. So without further ado, we bring you episode 61, the One More Rep Podcast Road Trip. Check, check, one, two. So this is in response to an Instagram question we had on our road trip. We were headed up to Endeavor Defense and Fitness with our good friend Aaron Gennetti to drop off some kit that bro had borrowed for his Comp My Bloody Valentine number five. Yes, it's been two weeks and we're just now returning. It's, you know, don't worry about it. Mind your own business. Well, if you've never run a competition, then uh, you could probably say that. But when you run one, you know that you're usually a week behind because <laughs> the week of the competition, you're focused nothing on that, which means stuff at the gym gets kind of pushed to the side that isn't that important, uh, but still needs done. And then the next week is all like trying to unwind, decompress for the first, you know, Monday, Tuesday, and then try to get everything done and a couple of days what you miss for an entire week. So it's, I, to Mo, it's different. This is my normal schedule this <laughs> competition. Like, Yeah, my comps aren't nearly as big as bros, so I'm usually done returning gear by the next day. But then again, I, I my, my comps are significantly smaller than his. I mean, my body felt like I had done Bloody Valentine three times that day because yeah. I was so beat up. But anyways. So the question that we had, asked of us is why we don't like Dave Castro. I think that's a pretty legitimate question uh, on the show. Why? why? I mean, on the show, I mean, we, we I, I don't say we come out and, and trash him or anything, but we certainly have strong feelings about him and the company he works for and just some disagreements that we have in philosophy. Well, I trash him anytime I get a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Mo's a politically correct one. I am, like, legit. I don't like Dave Castro. I think my response to the guy was, um, I think it's more because he's a baby. Uh, I don't like people who uh, take their ball and go home, and um, when something doesn't go their way, they you know they cry about it and throw a temper tantrum. Like, I don't know, removing every one of your followers on every person that you follow on Instagram because you're no longer going to do these live announcements and things like that. I think that's just... It's reflection of who he is as a person because when, you know, stuff hits the fan, you kind of find out who people really are. And he kind of had this stripped away from him, something he obviously loved. Uh, and he tried to build himself, I guess, around CrossFit games. And 
he wanted to be a part of the, the cool kid table with all the, the athletes because he does CrossFit, but he can't do CrossFit like they can. So it's, I think. Well, and a lot of people can't, you know, that's elite 1%. Yeah, but I can meet Matt Frazier or Rich Froning or Tia and I would say, what's up? I don't, you know, I'm not going to sit there. Yeah. I'd probably ask Frazier, I don't care about, let's go shoot guns or something. Yeah, no, yeah, no shit. I don't yeah. want <laughs> let's, let's hit the range. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, so Matt, if you're listening, let's go hit the range. Uh, also, uh, it's the guy with the short forearms. <laughs> I mean, you just basically, that's, <laughs> that's like asking who the five foot female is. That's with booty shorts and booty shorts. Uh, and oh, Hepner. Yeah. Jacob Hepner. Yeah. yeah. If you listen, yeah, let's go put some rounds down range, bro. Oh, he said Hepner had short arms. He can't help that. <laughs> he was born with that way. Damn CrossFit standard. No, but. I don't, I don't get all caught up in people like that. I never have. I met some really, I mean, Ken Griffey Jr. in his prime, and, you know, I just shook his hand, and he gave an autograph. I didn't ask for an autograph. You know, it's just like stuff like that doesn't really, I don't get up on. And Castro was, he was a fangirl of everybody uh, at CrossFit, and he used his position to, you know, I don't know, spotlight himself. And I think ultimately, like we've talked, that is one of the reasons, I think, why the games went the direction that they did. So let's uh, back up a little bit and give some of our listeners some history on exactly who Dave Castro is. Um, you've heard us talk about him, but some of you might not be uh, as deep into CrossFit as we are. And some of you, from what you guys tell me, aren't even CrossFitters. So we, we really love the fact that you guys listen and, and hear what we have to say. So maybe we can just give you a little brief history lesson. So yeah, we talk about CrossFit because... That's what we know. That's what we know. I mean, that's just, that's our background. That's what we know. Not that we haven't done other fitness. You know, Mo's been in the whole Zumba game yeah. for a while. Zumba, <laughs> uh, cycling, uh, silks. No, nah, I'm too thick for silks. I don't even know what all that is. <laughs> so, but that's, a re- you know, it's the reason we talk a lot about it. So, uh, Dave Castro, he is the games director, meaning basically he runs the CrossFit games. So that would be the equivalent in the NFL or, uh, or Major League Baseball, if you had one person that all they did was take care of the World Series or Super Bowl, and that's that's his baby. And he takes care of everything that leads up into that, which uh, up until last year would include the CrossFit Open and regionals. Yeah, and then it was all kind of taken away from him. From him. I, I'm going to assume that maybe he kind of knew this was happening. It wasn't just all of a sudden. I don't, I don't think. I, he probably had some sort of knowledge, um, but... Uh, I don't think he maybe knew the, the extent yeah. of it because uh, me knowing how Dave Castro is and how he perceives to be, uh, he would have been pouting about this all last year. You know, sort of like uh, the unhappy employee. They know that they're about to get, get shut, fired, get yeah. fired or shut down. They're not going to be gun ho at work and give it their best effort. Yeah. So, um, but I think the background—that's who he is. But over time, what he's become is what's been annoying to me is what started out as a grassroots thing, hanging out and having fun. Uh, it shifted to the sports side, which I have no problem with. But with him, uh, he's considered, him and Glassman are considered probably leaders of the CrossFit The CrossFit community. culture, yeah. And that probably pisses the CEO of uh, CrossFit Incorporated yeah. off because... Um, he really gets, he never gets recognition. I mean, you know that Glassman's the owner, founder, the CEO, you never really hear about him until he just sent out that, that letter. All those emails, yeah. The email to uh, Morning Chalk Up. 
so I think maybe there could be a power struggle between those two. I mean, who who's over who? Uh, I'm guessing the CEO is over yeah. Dave Castro because I don't see Dave, and I I've been hearing from the CEO. Yeah, yeah, which is very unusual because historically in the past it was the inverse where you didn't yeah you didn't hear you, you didn't hear a lot from Greg Glossman except when he would maybe publish an article or do an interview uh, sporadically throughout the course of a year. And Dave Castro was more the face of what was going on, specifically with the CrossFit Games. And I think over time, depending on your CrossFit age, you might have perceived as Dave Castro being, quote, CrossFit. And that perhaps could have created some rifts uh, within uh, the entire CrossFit headquarters structure. Well, even as a person, you know, sometimes I've been over people that you entrust certain things into as a, um, you give them some power in essence uh, at a job. Authority. Authority. They have authority and then you expect them to stay within some sort of confinement and run with it and do a great job because you trust them. But sometimes, uh, and this has been in other other businesses, where I've been a manage, in a manager role, uh, they they start taking and embellishing the power, and then going beyond and start doing things and become reckless and almost in essence abusing their power and their position. When in reality, you're still over them. And I think that sometimes they people forget that people are still over them that have more power and can yank the yeah, carpet that, yeah, from underneath your feet. Yeah. And. Again, Which you may have seen that. Yeah, and here. yeah, and that's where I was exactly going to. Again, for those of you that are new listeners, I, I, I was in the service for quite a while. And sometimes when you give someone the authority over a particular thing, like some sort of project, and if you don't clearly define the parameters and limitations, sometimes that person can go above and beyond. And that's the point I brought up in one of the previous episodes is that um, if you are the leader and you allow these things to happen, you can't get upset with the result, especially if you didn't clearly define what that individual's limitations were. Well, I wasn't there when all these conversations were had many years ago when the first CrossFit Games took place in Dave's backyard at his family's ranch, nor was I there uh, six months ago when all this stuff came down and there were significant changes to the CrossFit Games. However, you know, with the experience I've had with leadership and management, I've seen these things happen on much smaller scales. And I, in my opinion, that's probably what happened. There was a lack of communication and because there was a lack of expectations, uh, things went awry in the eyes of the president and CEO. I think a good comparison for CrossFit is, uh, let's say you're an owner and then you have a, a really good coach, okay? And that coach, you give them they're great, they're better at coaching than you are as an owner, okay? And then they start coaching people and wanting to host clinics and, and trying to make everybody better, while sometimes these owners take these back seats and let coaches coach. Well, And sometimes those owners will perceive that as a threat, too. When, all that, when all that trainer has his good intentions to, you know, maybe bring more revenue to the gym or just make the athletes better or they just want to get some more coaching experience but and I think this is where you're going sometimes when the owner takes that back seat and lets the coach coach 
the coach will start having their own direction of, because they have a pulse on the membership. Hey, I think we need to go this direction. Hey, I think that we need to do this or we need to do that. Um, and now the owner's like, well, hold on a second. This is my gym. Yeah. I pay you. Mm-hmm. You're my coach. Um, you're an employee. You're an employee. Well, now all of a sudden, now your power struggle. Well, you know what happens now? That coach takes all his people. He's been putting all his time and effort in and all the members see him every single day or her every single day. Because they, of those members, that coach is the face of that uh, gym. Of the gym because the owner takes too big of a back seat. Well, now when that, that happens, they leave, they start a gym. Well, there's half your membership or three quarters of your membership is gone. Well, there's money gone out of your pocket regardless. Yeah. Yeah. So however small that is, one member or 10 members, you know, money is money because this is a business. Yeah. And the owner can't be any, he can't really blame anybody but himself. You can, that's why I'll never take a back seat. I'll never take a back seat because I know that my vision and the vision that is for the gym, uh, it, no one else, it's no one else's vision. It really, it can't be. It's, that's, that's what makes it unique. No one can open a gym the way I have and run it the way I do because they're not me. That's And they shouldn't. They shouldn't. Yeah. And I don't care if I tell them exactly how to do everything, it's still not going to be the same because they're not make they're not me making the same, you know what I mean? It's, they don't have your life experiences, they don't have your leadership yeah. experiences, but more importantly, they haven't experienced your failures and the lessons that you learned from the mistakes that you've made. Right. So that's just I think that's what can happen and I think you know, he, Glassman set himself up. He put it all in check. And um, as boring as the 19-1 workout is, it, it's still a good workout. It's a traditional couplet CrossFit workout that is going to hurt. And you can this one, you can make hurt as little or, or as much, much as you want, as you yeah. want uh, yeah. on this. because it, <laughs> You pick your poison, well, but it's, it's a, still poison. It's an AMRAP. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no people are like well i gotta figure out my pacing well the pacing is you gotta go like you're gonna go until your legs can no longer go yeah and that's just that's just the reality of it and now it's going to test your actual fitness level so uh it's boring the the whole french thing the brazil thing the uk thing whatever i don't really care uh just show me the workout i don't need all the pizzazz but like i said last night i think it was missing a little something uh but i was telling mo right before we started this um People were bitching about Dave Castro when he was making the live announcements. And, and now they're and bitching. And now they're bitching that he's not, not making, making the, the live announcements. announcements. And they're the same people. Yeah. Like, those people are the type of people who will never be happy about anything in their life. And they just sit there and they find something to bitch about because they have to have something to bitch about. So it's like they bitched about that. And now they bitch about this. Well, what, 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 are they, what aren't they going to bitch about? And just to give some background on that, and perhaps people uh, didn't gleam this or capture it is that their CrossFit came out and plainly stated that they will not provide any media coverage um, even that though it was late. even though it was extremely late you know six months behind schedule well and when it comes to I think what I consider a reasonable expectation when all these changes were announced but they put they and specifically when they talked about this announcement they identified the three locations where they were going to happen but they also clearly stated that those three locations would have all part, all rights, part and parcel to do and release it and broadcast it or not, however they they chose to. And I'm I'm not exactly sure when they were made aware of that, but that also could have been part of the issue because if you've never been involved with media, uh, especially live television media, 
it, it's not something you can just put together in 72 hours. It takes a lot in order to get this stuff planned. And knowing people that have worked, have previously worked for CrossFit Games Media, uh, they told me that they were planning for the following CrossFit Games as soon as the, that current CrossFit Games was over, because that's the scope uh, of how big these things are. Yeah, you know, I'm all about have, reading some funny-ass comments and stuff, but I was on the UK channel last night, obviously, because I can't speak French or, <laughs> or Portuguese. Portuguese. <laughs> so um, I was on the UK, and, uh, of course, I, I think they talk funny anyways. <laughs> it's pretty, but the com- people were making comments about the um, people that were doing the interviewing afterwards, and someone talked about, because I believe they're members of the gym, the hosting gym. Okay. The members of them of that gym were the ones that were the ones we're doing put it on that were like doing the interviews doing like the the commentary the commentary and then the standard of movement stuff okay, okay. and uh not every single person in a crossfit gym is you know 10 percent body fat and jacked you know and they were poking fun at this guy uh, being you know pudgy and and soft and like that soft fella he sucks at giving an interview it's just I hate stuff like that. When you start, those are the people who are unhappy about Castro doing it and not doing the live announcement. Like, I, I think that there's a, going to be a learning curve, and it's either we adapt or we don't. Like, and that's just the reality. I don't. I, I think it's stupid. I'll say that yeah. every single time. This is stupid, and I think it's, it. It didn't have to be like this. Didn't have to be like this, and it's unprofessional. But it's what we have. It's what you have. It's shut the hell up and adapt and just accept that, hey, at least you knew what the wad was at 8 p.m. last night. And, yeah, they didn't uh, screw that up. They didn't screw that up, which is good. The programming is tough, uh, even though it's it's boring and simple, um, but it, the complexity is not the key. I personally don't, I, th- I don't like it because it's boring as far as it's not creative, but some of the best programming isn't. You know, I'm, I've been critical on Dave Castro for yeah. actually pr- pretty much even breathing. And, um, <laughs> but, um, uh, I did, I was really scared that they were going to go this direction. Uh, and the fact of, we finally started getting handstand walks. We started getting different dumbbell movements. We started getting different movements introduced in the CrossFit. And now to, we're going to revert back to those to very simple seven minute of burpees or yeah. these, uh, you know, 21, 15, nine or whatever the hell it may be go back to that and you the same standard set movements that you know we looked someone posted this it was you posted yeah I did yeah about all the movements that are used and like only up to the last three years new movements were actually listed in that yeah before that we were doing the same stuff over and over just different variations weights rep schemes yeah like we you know we CrossFit isn't this isn't Jillian Michaels who said we only have (laughs) 25 movements we have more than 25 movements (laughs) we have 26 yes and I think that's Sometimes we get married to those 25 movements and when it comes to the open. And when we started breaking that mold, when they went from scale to RX options, when we were able to break that mold and have handstand walks and things like that, like we do in the gym on a normal ba- a daily basis. like But not on a global scale like that for the worldwide open. Yeah. Uh, I think the first major thing that we saw, I mean, aside from the rower back in the day when everybody freaked out, but um, not the handstand or the lunges. Remember we did those 20 foot of lunges in 2016? Yeah, but it was the dumbbells. People I mean, as far as a new implement, yeah. but but like, dumbbells was a new implement. Like, yeah, people were freaking out because they had to go buy three thousand dollars worth of dumbbells. Well, not only that, uh, a lot of people that were overseas got pretty torqued about that because 
you can't, you, you couldn't, there was like a dumbbell shortage. Yep. Uh, Rogue was all out of dumbbells yep. in standard and metric. And, uh, which is again, CrossFit's mess up. Yeah. And yeah. And, um, I think, I believe they created some caveats for countries that were, that didn't use standard measurements and used the metric system. So that way they were still doing the same test relatively. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, new movements are cool. And I think that's, we'll see what happens. Um, but I think we're going to see more of the same of, of, uh, 19.1, you know, someone threw out a conspiracy theory last night and I, I think they're cool to listen to, but you know, we still didn't bomb the World Trade Center. I'm sorry if you believe that. Like, I'm just going to go there. Someone was saying last night that 19.1 was not the actual original workout. They seen that the registration was so low that they went to something that everybody everybody could do, could do and everybody could RX. Well, but historically, they have, well, within the past three years, yeah. okay, I'll say that, they have gone from the usually the one the first two workouts are relatively everybody can do everybody it. can do them yeah, yeah. They're, they're not super hateful it's usually number three where the separator, the separator comes in where muscle last year it was ring muscle ups uh i'm not sure what it was the year before but it's usually either it's usually some sort of definitive movement that separates you from an rx versus a scaled athlete and you have to have a separator and they'll have another separator i mean ring muscle ups will be in the open like you know what i mean but um I don't know. I, I'm okay with it. It is what it is. I to me, it's it'll always be stupid, and it sucks. Regionals is gone, but CrossFit's not dead. CrossFit's not going to die. Even if even if CrossFit folds, we're st- our gym we're still going to do this. Our, our some gym, way, shape, or form. Our gym you know? is still doing CrossFit. Yeah, and it won't matter. You know, we can call it whatever we want. But <laughs> we're still going to do whatever it is. Yeah. So it's. This CrossFit's bigger than Glassman now. CrossFit's bigger than Castro. CrossFit's bigger than everything because just because Glassman dies tomorrow and they sell and then someone just disbands it across the world, we're still going to do it. I still have the equipment. We're still going to run the gym and I'll call CrossFit still. It's not going to be like someone lost the recipe or the combination and we're not going to be able to figure it out for ourselves because... If you reflect back on our cross uh, main site or die episode, you know there's plenty of gyms that aren't using main site programming and developing their own programming, or utilizing programming from a third party that's still developing programming. So uh, rigs aren't going to dis- disintegrate. They're not, you know, they, they're, they're not water soluble. No. You know, uh, people are still gonna have their bar- barbells and dumbbells and you know garage setups or whatever. So they're gonna people are still going to do this thing that we do yeah it's so it's either you like i said adapt or die or shut up i mean it's just it's that simple you and then you have the the five percent of people who just like the bitch and that's that's that goes with any segment of of society yeah that's society yeah those people that are never happy always going to bitch um but whatever is what it is pretty cool episode i guess since we're driving here yeah. We've never done well, this. I'm not driving. Well, who's driving, though? Because <laughs> I'm not driving. I'm taking a nap. I'm not. I'm really asleep. I blacked out. So, in other CrossFit news, uh, stuff that we haven't covered, um, there were some more firings. Uh, additional people were released. I believe it was like another 20 or so, and I think that brings the total of folks released since all these changes uh, took place in the fall as hovering around a hundred somewhere 
but one uh, individual that was released that is of note, uh, that was a, a single, I guess, lack of a better term, firing, was that of Margot Alvarez. Uh, she's multiple-time games athlete, uh, part of the seminar Level 1 seminar staff, which, again, for those non-CrossFitters, in order to become a CrossFit trainer, you have to attend one of their seminars. And she has been on that seminar staff for several years. Like five. Yeah, yeah, four or five years. And she would was one of these people, the red shirts is, you know, how they're identified. And they would go all over the world, literally, and train people on the basics uh, requirements in order to legally be identified as a level one CrossFit trainer. So this was stemming from an article that she had written. And I don't remember the exact title, but it was something to the effect of why I'm not competing in the open. And she cited multiple reasons, uh, most of them just specific life reasons. She's um, a successful uh, wine, uh, I know you don't, you don't call them winos, whoever, you know, a wine manufacturing company. You know, she she uh, started uh, planting grapes several years ago and now she's got a winery. There you go, that's the word I'm looking for. Is that like that window? <laughs> yeah, it's like the window. You, you know that thing you look through, <laughs> you see in and out of? Yes. She has a very successful winery that she wants to spend time. She also cited uh, the challenges she would be faced with training in order to uh, compete and have a successful opportunity to make it into the CrossFit Games based off the new pathways. And But she did state that she was going to continue to support CrossFit's uh it's not a new methodology, but their their re-emphasis on the health issue, and she was going to help proliferate that through her teachings as an L1 uh, seminar staff member. But the one thing that she did say that I could consider maybe was the straw that broke the camel's back is uh, she said that the CEO of CrossFit doesn't care about the athletes in the game, so for lack of a better term, and, and please forgive me I'm, that I'm not quoting this correctly because we're driving, but that she, uh, since he wasn't concerned about it, she wasn't concerned about it either. And I think the phrase she used was, he doesn't care about the games. So, um, again, if you did your homework, like that last live episode that I talked about with the Black Box Summit, uh, folks in CrossFit headquarters are very sensitive when they are essentially called out to where lots of people have been fired for speaking ill or speaking against the methodology and thought processes and directives that CrossFit HQ has thrown down. And this may have perhaps led to the termination of Marco Alvarez. Well, we're going to change it to from black box to the black ball. Because that's exactly what they, they're getting blackballed yeah, out. Yeah, getting blackballed for, for speaking out. Yeah. They're getting blackballed out of CrossFit. You took this person's livelihood that is on your seminar staff. Um, and obviously believes in what you're doing because she said she was going to continue to preach that methodology. Yes, but they also, sac people don't understand, they travel about 250 days out of the year yeah. to do these uh, seminars. Uh, to Yeah, they're getting paid. Uh, but if you don't have a passion uh, to be on that staff, uh, your no no amount of money is worth it, especially when you're flying out every single weekend, uh, about every single weekend of the year uh, to cover these. So um, 
you know, she's especially for those that have families. Right. I mean, it's it's still income. Um, you know, I don't. Here's what I don't like. I don't like people who are outspoken, then are pissed when someone speaks out, and when someone speaks out, and just because they don't like what they say, they drop the hammer on them because they have that power and they abuse that power. And that's because a, they can. Because they can. Greg Glassman's always spoke out. He spoke out against Coke. He spoke out against the sugar. Mm-hmm. He spoke out against health. I mean, he, he's... And he's even got that lawsuit with the, what, NASM? Yeah. Yeah. And so he's very outspoken. And I would say that an arrogant and I think that's what you have to have, especially when you're at the, uh, the helm of something, especially as big as CrossFit is. It's a billion-dollar industry. Um, but... Uh, for him to get all bent out of shape because she explained why she wasn't going to do the open, um, I think that that was a misstep uh, by whoever made that decision, whether it was him or the now the CEO that we're always talking about because Dave Castro is on the outs. Um, with that said, I've also been in a position that Alvarez has been in and the fact that you're trying to talk smack about CrossFit, but you're trying to wrap it in a package where it appears that you're not talking smack about CrossFit. The, f- the feces sandwich, like I talked yes. about. Yes. So, I've made many late night writings in my notes, and it's all started off with the intention of X, and it snowballs into what Alvarez released, and that is... I'm going to tell you how I feel about you and what direction you're doing and how much I disagree with it, but I'm also going to tell you some good things that I like about it and the, the possible good direction that you're doing. The problem is no one's over top of me, right? Correct. I can't get fired. Yeah. Right? She can, and she did. Yeah, she did. Yeah. So you, hey, I'm all about it. You know, spit the fire. If people don't like it, then screw them. I mean, that's how I've always been. That's just the reality. And maybe she has the same philosophy. And if that's how, if she's going to get more support out of this, then CrossFit's going to get support for fire, firing her. And you're already seeing it, especially the Morning Chalk Up just released last night that only uh, the registrations are down 44% across the board as of now. And that from now until Monday, they would have to do 55,000 people would have to sign up each day in order to reach the number that they hit last year. So people. So that's speaking, where the conspiracy theory comes in. So they're down $4.4 million as of last night as far as finances. People are speaking with their pocketbooks. And do the math, $4.4 million divided by $20. Um, I'm no mathematician, Mo. I have no <laughs> idea what that is. But that's it's a, a lot. <laughs> I, know, I know how much is in a million. And I know that twenty dollars is nothing of Compared a million. To that million, yeah. And you got to do four, four and a half times that. Yeah, that's insane. So that just shows you. And with Alvarez being a member of HQ and that L one staff for a fair it's amount of time, um, it's safe to say that she was fully aware of some of the cultural norms within HQ and how they didn't care for people speaking out. So. I'm fairly confident um, that she made a calculated risk and she felt compelled to speak her mind and and her heart, and she did. 
And I don't doubt that she potentially could have seen this coming. I, I, I don't I don't see her not uh, factoring this possibility in. If she didn't, she's naive. Yeah. But given yeah. the past. Yeah, but given the past, it's fairly confident she knew what could happen. So, I mean, if that's the case, hey, you know, good on you for sticking to your guns and, and speaking your heart and your mind. And again, just like bro said, I seriously doubt this is going to hurt Cross. Uh, it's gonna, I seriously doubt it's going to hurt her more than it's going to hurt CrossFit. Alvarez, I'm with you because I've hit sin many times. And as soon as you hit it, it feels good. But you're also like, I can't take that back. I can't unsend I, it. I can't unsend it. It's like everybody puts a tweet and they take it down. Like, well, it's already been screenshotted. Like, you, <laughs> you can't. And it gets republished. So it doesn't matter if you take it down. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you unsend it. Uh, but stick to your guns. I think people, that's another life lesson. Like, some people are, would be like, you know what? I feel like this is horrible, horrible direction. I'm making, you know, $3,000 a weekend, uh, and I don't want to piss that away. And then some people were like me, like, man, I'm, I'm shooting from the hip. Yeah. I'm going with how I feel, and I feel what you're doing is wrong. I don't agree with it. It's changed the direction. And not only are you screwing me, but you're screwing a bunch of my friends out from that's been busting their ass uh, yeah. doing yeah, to, CrossFit. To put, to put money in your pocket. To money, yeah. I mean, these are trainers. These are in coaches. And gym owners. Gym yeah. owners. Yeah. They've. They become owners, so now they're still they're paying that affiliate fee. They're ambassadors of uh, what it is that, yeah. that you are that, yep. that you are putting out that you what you've created. And think of how many people follow them as athletes, and how many people start CrossFit because of them. Of an athlete. Of yeah. an athlete, right? So I think that once again, uh, Glassman's founder, owner of CrossFit, he can do what he wants. But with that said. Uh, I don't care how rich you are, uh, 4.4 million always sucks to lose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I lost 4.4 million, um, uh, I'd, I'd be in a world of hurt. Well, imagine if you lost 10 G's right now. Oh, yeah, if I lost 10 G's, that would suck. So that's like 4.4 million to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, don't, I think it sucks, but hey, uh, like I said, props to Alvarez. Uh, whoever made the decision to fire her, uh, definitely a slip up and they're you're, they're, yeah. they're paying for it definitely circle that date on your calendar because this could be a make or break um also margo if you're listening uh yeah well we, we would love to uh do a uh, a tasting of your wine on one of our uh, video episodes pinkies out bitches <laughs> i'll throw my pink out for some wine yeah i will especially made by a crossfitter yeah remember mo can't take much so <laughs> send him a tasting So, at this point, you know, we're about six months, well, close to seven months away from that initial announcement of all the changes. Um, personally, I'm not extremely uh, okay with the delays and release of information and just the way they've managed things. But if we drew a line in the sand today, what are some of the things CrossFit can do to try and help right the ship? Ugh. Hmm. I'm not very often stumped. I I think if if they, if they put us in charge right now, what what do we do to, to to write this? I think you really have to kind of rethink of what you're doing. Um 
I'm not about someone making a decision, people speaking out against it, and then instantly changing that decision. Yeah. But with that said, I will always listen to our members because if I go a certain direction and a lot of people don't like that and then it's pretty uniform uh, and it looks like almost 50% of the people don't like the the new change. It, it may be an opportunity for you to do some introspection. Yeah, 50%. I mean, if half my members had a problem with the direction, I'm, I'm, I'm all ears. Yeah. Like, okay, what did I do yeah. to piss off 44% yeah. of my members? How did you get so yeah. off track mm -hmm. that you're about to lose half your money? And understand this too, and I'm going to use this 44% as a reference. So like we just said, CrossFit's down 44% of registration of last year's number. Each year, CrossFit typically grows in open by 30%. Yeah, it was 450 last year. But what I'm saying is yeah. that's just a meet 450. And if you, if you, if, if they you grow, follow that trend, if they go that trend, they're still losing another 30% on top of that. So yeah. They're down 44% of last year's plus the 30% growth that is, that, that, been, is, that is not going to be realized that this not, year. Yes, that's not happening. So when that happens, let's just round it up to 50% of CrossFitters disagree with this. Yeah. Okay? 50% uh, of 1 billion is a lot, 500 million. <laughs> and I'm just saying, we are their net worth yes. in essence. We are owners. Mm -hmm. Okay? We... You pay the affiliation fee every year. There's 15000 and he wants 100000 of us. Yeah. You don't gain 100000 affiliate owners by doing this type of stuff. By losing half of them. Yes, you don't gain. You get more uh, affiliates going to uh, fitness. Yes. LLC. Uh, un yeah, unaffiliating. Unaffiliating. Um, you get that. So for them to do, I think they really have to, the next open is in October. I really think they're going to have to say, hey, you know what? We probably did this wrong. And we're going to have to make some changes. Yeah. Okay. Can we do regionals and it be affordable? Or do we do an online sanctional, uh, sectional qualifier like they used to? Um, Before with, the Open, yeah. Where they do it for the Masters and they do it for the teens where they take the top 200. And then subject them to another subject set of workouts. To, yes. Yeah. Do they offer something like that since it's already in place? Mm -hmm. Can they do something to please them to where they're not losing all this money for regionals? And can they please... The, the GPP the, people. GPP people, but also the 50% of people that they're that, really that are, they're they're about pissed. to bounce, yeah. Because guess what hasn't happened yet? CrossFit Games. CrossFit Games tickets are not on sale. If the Open, 50% of people aren't doing it, and that 50% is typically who goes to CrossFit Games. That means you and me might be getting some uh, VIP free, passes free for tickets. real cheap. For free yeah. tickets, yeah. And Games isn't cheap, and they're at Madison. So I think that they're going to have to pump the brakes here if if that was me, if that was my organization, me knowing CrossFit and how they act, it's not happening. They are, it's, hey, it's ride or die. Like either you're with us or you're against us. And I think that's a mentality. The problem that they have is there's a time to do that. You have to be a strong leader to do that. You have to lead from the front to do that. And I don't just don't see that happening. And also, you know, from a leadership standpoint, uh, and if I were to try and make some recommendations to write this ship is you, you have to admit when you made a mistake, um, yeah. showing that humility and saying, Hey, we misfired. 
we need to do some course correction because that's how you're going to get the buy-in because there's, like you said, 50% of us that are out there saying, hey, guys, you're doing this wrong, and yet they're still marching forward, acting as if the building isn't on fire behind them. Imagine if the CEO sent out an email like you just said instead of the one he sent. Mm -hmm. Instead of trying to force-feed shit down someone's (laughs) throat that's already been kicked in the face. Like, it's, you know what I mean? I think that's a problem with CrossFit, and that's a problem with HQ and these you know, we've talked about CrossFit or die type um, the mentality yeah. gyms is they will force feed. They force fed paleo down every person's throat until they realize paleo does not work for CrossFit. And then now they force, force fed zone. zone down every person's throat. Yeah. Whether they like it or not, they force feed.com down every person's throat. They force feed this down every person. Guess what? Not everybody likes to be force fed. No, right? no. I found that out opening a gym. We don't force nutrition. It's part of something. It's we something can. you offer, yeah. Yeah, but when someone comes in, we're not going to instantly say, oh, crap. First thing you need to do, cut out all your dairy. You know what else you need to cut out? You need to cut out all your carbohydrates. You don't need carbs. Yeah. Just but, you know what I mean? Eat more fat and, and meat. So and, I think if he just sent an email, like you just said, uh-huh. of saying, hey, look, we, we handled this improperly. Okay, we definitely are. We cha- could have done better. We could have done better. We could have been, we could have communicated better. And we, yep. could, we want this direction, but this is why we want the direction. We still don't know why. Mm-hmm. No one said why. Well, I mean, What's the, 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 the why is that he, uh, they want to refocus on the health aspect and not so much the competition aspect. But that's, but, not, but that's not true because then they would get rid of games. And also, along with that, why are they still, well, I mean, if it's not being produced by HQ, I've seen a couple of videos this week that seem very HQ-like yes. in their production value. Yep, I agree. Yeah, I, I think if it is if it is not important, the sport side, and they're trying to focus all on the other side, the GPP health, uh, then why are you having games? Why are you attached to these sanctionals? Um, let's be real. They're not... They are about it. They just may not be all about it. And and even in that those letters that came out last week, there was some uh, foretelling of them potentially selling off the uh, regionals or or the open and the games to someone else for it to be branded. You know, like I think I, the example I gave was the Amazon, Amazon CrossFit yeah. Games, where Amazon would own it and they would put it on. But in turn, in order to have that opportunity, you're paying. CrossFit a billion dollars for the rights to do that. Yeah, and I think we've Mo and I both talked about in leadership roles. If you don't communicate, then you're going to lose people. Yeah, if you don't communicate the vision appropriately, how are they supposed to follow you? Um, gone are the days in CrossFit where we just followed uh, our leaders blindly. You know, we become educated. I mean, we're a decade into this, and people are starting to understand that they have options. You know, there isn't just the main site. There's there's individual design. There's Outlaw. There's Misfits. There's Comp Train. There's, there's a myriad of offerings out there that you can still achieve your fitness goals without just going to the dot-com site and doing, you know, their, their 10 by 1 deadlift. Where I think possibly, and I could be wrong on this, this is just a, a guess, um, is I've brought up the fact that... Um, Back when Doc, uh, CrossFit first came out, they wanted to push all this content out, but they had no really great yeah, no means. capacity to it. No yeah. capacity, no great means to push this content out. It appears to me that Glassman is trying to do that now, but he is 
it's like someone that was a 1970s interior decorator going into a modern house, but they're decorating with, in a, with, with, with paneling and wallpaper and, and shag carpet. Shag, yeah. So, I can't say that because that shit's back now. So, <laughs> but <laughs> it kind of came around. But what I'm saying is, he he's trying to um, keep the same like force fed. This is the way it is, um, and people are educated now. There is social media. There are podcasters, videos. There's entrepreneurs. There are, people have access to information yes. now in in a in a means which we've never had before in the history of the world. And he's. It seems like someone's not operating on that wave wavelength as far as it's like ignore, like he's disconnected, yeah, disconnected from the the like all the information that's out there. It, it, it's almost blind in the fact that he is saying, you know, people are still uh, ignorant in in essence because they don't know because they couldn't push this out when they wanted to. Well, now it's like when they want to go that direction, people already know they. People know what Cross is about before they walk into our gym now. Mm-hmm. When they walked into the gym back then, they didn't know anything about CrossFit. No. So they know. Did they ask you, where, yeah, where are the machines? Yeah. yeah. So, and that's, I think that's what I'm trying to get at is people know what, and know what they want. Okay. And they know they don't want this. And he's. Whatever active, this is in its current state. Yes. And I think that he's saying, this is the way it is. So either they apologize or send out another email or whatever it is and admit because you know what it's like if if someone messes up and they know they messed up and then they don't admit fault it pisses you off Mm -hmm. if they mess up and you know they messed up and they say hey look i messed up this is this is the direction we were going i should have explained it better and kind of do it that way you're still pissed at them but it's easier to swallow yeah and and having experienced that in my life and in my career that happens in the military a couple times, a couple, two, three times. Maybe it was just me. But uh, the very first time that I could, I, re- I remember having to, I had to, I had, a, I had a decision to make where I could either continue uh, trying to tell them the building wasn't on fire or I could admit to them that I made a mistake and that I needed their help. It, you know, it, as, as, a, as a leader, sometimes it's hard to admit you made a mistake. But I found that to be like the turning point in my leadership life where when I finally just said, okay, I need to tell them I screwed up. I need to ask them to help me write the ship because guess what? They're the ones that are going to do the work and they're the ones that are suffering because I screwed up. So by, you know, when, when I, when I finally swallowed my pride and told them, uh, what was going down and why it happened the way it did, um, they were more willing to help me because I think they valued the fact that I, I owned up to my missteps. Yeah. Yeah, that I can't. You can't really say it better than that. That's just the. That's just the truth of it. Um, just think of what kind of position we'd be in if they handled this just a little bit differently. Saying instead of waiting six months, they did a, an immediate. They did an immediate like um, email saying, "Hey, uh, we're, changes are coming. These are the changes that are going to be made, and this is what's what we're going to do." And we just want to give you a heads up. We know some of you may be disappointed yeah. in the direction, but our end goal is X, is X yeah. because, uh, like I've said with our programming, I send a programming email email out every cycle because I want everybody that's in there suffering and going through things to know why. To know why that way, if I if I tell them why, they're like, okay, that that was really well, stupid. One, but, they knew it was coming. Yeah, <laughs> one, they knew it was coming, but. 
that was really dumb. I did. I hated that workout. And why are we doing this every single week? Well, now they know, mm-hmm. right? So I think that helps. Yeah, and having that little bit of knowledge and education sometimes is enough to just make you shut up and just and just do it. Because you can still bitch about it. You can it, still bitch about it. But <laughs> yeah, but it's not going to do any good because if you read the email, you knew that you knew the the path of the programming, and you still showed up. Then you're the idiot. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but um, we just got back to the gym. I told Jenna to come out here, so ask her the question. Put so, her right on the spot. All right, so Jenna, the question we have is, if we were put in charge of everything that's going on right now, what will we do to right the ship? What will we do to um, to try and make this right? Do things completely different. <laughs> <laughs> All right. and, that and that concludes this week's episode no. I I don't know like I tried to not be super um, judgmental of like the announcement last night and just kind of like think positive but there is absolutely nothing positive about that it was terrible and it was like no enthusiasm I feel like they were like super nervous um, and I just feel like that it's like the start of it you know like if you're not even excited about what it's about to happen or... The CrossFit Christmas. Yeah, it's just like, it was just like doing it because they had to do it because, you know what I mean? I don't know, it just... Well, people wait all year for the open announcement from one open to the next. Yeah. Like the eight weeks leading up to it. And actually, I seen uh, Melissa Doss put this on her thing, how she used to actually count down the days, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, to the open. Mm-hmm. And like, this is the first year she's not doing it. And she's just one person and i know jenna didn't do it um but yeah i, I you did you, you kind of took that away it was we talked about this she wasn't in here obviously but it if this is the first time and this is how many people are going to watch in the next one yeah it would be interesting you know um, like have a bad host a bad competition how many people are going to come to your second competition i mean look how many people were already commenting about that like during the live feed, like, okay, I actually released the workout or because they just thought they were joking around at first because it was just so bad. Like, it not, there was no excitement. In it. And even at one point, he was like, they asked Sam Briggs for, like, an interview, and she's like, do I have to? <laughs> like, I don't know. It was just, like, so terrible. Nothing. It was, there, was, there was no excitement. There was no fun to it. It was just, like, I don't know. It just used to be something that you looked forward to. And I guess... Like, change can be a good thing, but it can also be a bad thing, and I don't think this is uh, necessarily in the right direction. I don't know where anybody would go from this. And when you talk about change, uh, a comment that one of our friends of the show, uh, Warren Hodges, he said, you know, what was that? You know, there were a couple more colorful adjectives in there. But when you've been fed steak and lobster for, what, seven years, and all of a sudden you're given an MRE, or, you know, a, a Swanson's Hungry Man dinner, you're kind of confused because you've been used to a certain level of, of expectation. And now for that expectation to be dropped severely. Now, okay, everybody just collectively just take a step back and one, accept the fact that we did have a televised broadcast open announcement. Was it as sexy as we're used to? No. Is it going to get better? I don't know. But just let's let's just kind of be humble for a second and just say that we're grateful for that, at least. However, comma, you know, they had a perfectly well running machine and it's not 
that same machine anymore. Like there's a couple cylinders misfiring. I just want to comment. I really like the Salisbury steaks and the <laughs> Hunger Man with the gravy and, and the fake mashed potatoes. And the cherry pie. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Really? I, I, I love sweet food, but that's some good stuff. I eat, I don't know what is like dog food. I'm sure qual same quality, but I would eat about four of those and you get about 15,000 milligrams of sodium. Yeah. But, um, I will say hey, that. Yeah. Uh, hey, Rick, does that fit in your macros? The, the Hungry Man Swanson dinners? I will say this. Usually the first person through the wall is bloody. Okay. Just the way it is. Yeah. The wall was CrossFit last night in the new reveal. Um, the people through the wall were the the French, the Brazilians, and the uh, the Brits. And, uh, and those people that were doing the commentary that did the best they could. Imagine if I, if I had our gym. Of course, I would run a little bit differently, obviously. But. But if I had if if I had Jenna and Kara and and Aaron and whoever I don't care it doesn't your matter your normal ride or die guys yeah. just your normal athletes are now doing the broadcasting mm -hmm. live from our gym how would it go I yeah. mean how nervous are they going to be when thirty thousand people are watching them and they know that they're watching and they're announcing the first open workout of the freaking first year of all the changes of the first new iteration of the CrossFit games. I would say considering all that, they did good. Um, and it's, they didn't look bad from a, a, uh, an iPhone. No. And, and I will say that they did a better job than I probably could have. What's the camera cost? Uh, a decent, I mean, you, hell, I mean, if they really wanted to, they could do it from a iPhone, but well, if saying, you're talking about like, camera like, costs, like, like say HQ, well, Oh, you're talking a huge a, a guap. We'll just go ahead and say a guap. Well, well, can you define what a guap is? Probably about ten grand or more. Okay, so I know my iPhone doesn't cost ten grand. <laughs> Maybe the iPhone eleven will, but the ten did not. The ten S was not. It was no. only a thousand. But um, I say from the iPhone, it, they they did a good job. It's not what we're used to. The workout got delivered. The workout's going to suck. We get to do it with our gym members, and we get to do it with our friends. Um, we get give each other high fives afterwards, and that's to me what CrossFit is, not all this other stupid stuff. Yeah. Yeah, follow that. Shit. What they said. <laughs> so, again, a little bit different uh, today. Uh, just we decided to start recording while we were on the road. Answered some of your questions on Instagram, so thanks for those of you that piped in. And uh, who knows? Let us know what you think about this. Again. We're, we are constantly varied, just like our good old CrossFit model states. But that brings this week's episode to a close. I'm Mo and I'm out. Peace. Bye. Thank you for listening to the One More Rep Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at One More Rep Podcast. Or on Twitter at Can I Get One More. Or shoot us an email at Can I Get One More at gmail.com. That brings this week's episode to a close. Ah. So I think they created some caveats if you were. You're still on the fastest trip.